When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. The NLCS and an opportunity to get back to the World Series. Oh, Bryce Harper is the best. Oh, if only we had Bryce Harper. Oh, if only we had Nick Castellanos. Oh, oh, if only, if only they would have stepped up and paid Trey Turner. And yet here we are, they're going home, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed back to the World Series. It's the first time since 2001, but we won't have to talk about that if you don't want. But ultimately, what a horrendous choke job by Philadelphia. I mean, this team was portrayed as exactly what a postseason team should be. They do everything great. They've got great hitters up and down the lineup. It never ends. And Bryce Harper, oh my God, Bryce Harper. He's unstoppable. Just up and down the lineup. You got Schwaber hitting leadoff because that's what everyone wants, the the slow-hitting home run hitter hitting leadoff. I get a bunch of calls about how the Yankees should have uh, and the Mets should have these slow leadoff guys who who do nothing but strike out and hit home runs. But, oh my God, they're just so great. Oh, Zach Wheeler. They're just a terrible match. The Braves. No, the Braves are really good. It's just a terrible matchup because Philadelphia is so good. I knew Philly was going to win that series. Philly's going to win it all. They're just so great. And then at home against the lousy Arizona Diamondbacks, who now have won, won 84 games during the regular season, went into that building where the Atlanta Braves looked like they were afraid to play baseball in. And that was really the, that was one of the talking points of this whole postseason was the atmosphere in that building and the connection this team has with the city. And they fall flat on their face in game six and seven and score three runs. And we are learning now that much as I'm watching highlights of this Ranger game last night against Calgary, we are learning that baseball, like hockey, has become a crapshoot of a postseason. Yeah, there 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 are teams that buck the trend the current Houston Astros for the most part, although they as well had an absolute choke job and lost the last two games at home against the Rangers and couldn't figure out a way to get one win in the last two games at home and lost all four home games in that series. But sure, they bucked the trend a little bit. And then you have to go all the way back to, I don't know, the 2000, the 98 to 2000 New York Yankees. So, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, every 20 years or so, there's a team that bucks the trend. But for the most part, it's about getting in and getting hot And there is no way to build a postseason team. There is no way to tell me this exactly works. You could point to the Arizona Diamondbacks and go, well, it's the fundamentals. They stole bases. They laid down bunts. They put the ball in play. You don't need the home run when you play like the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sure. 
if he can pitch like the back end of the bullpen has for Arizona, and you can throw guys out there like Ginkle, Ginkle and Einhorn. That's a um, Ace Ventura. There is no Einhorn. Ginkle is Einhorn, if you get the joke. Um, but, I mean, they do it that way. Philadelphia was doing it another way, seeming to be cruising to the World Series. Eh. The Arizona, the um, Texas Rangers do it a different way. They're playing in the World Series because they smash home runs. And they are a power-hitting team with good pitching, good starting pitching. And the back end of the bullpen has improved here in the postseason. The Chapman's actually getting out, believe it or not. He's still walking on the wild side. He's still walking that tightrope, but he's been able to get big outs in the big games here. But ultimately, there is no one way to build this, and you're learning it game in and game out. And as you look at the Mets and the Yankees here in New York, and we think we're a million miles away, and the Mets even gave you, you know, trading away pieces at the deadline to build the farm system, talking about being less star-studded, talking about, you know, what their payroll is to what you actually get, and should they trade Pete Alonso and all the nonsense you've heard with that team? I mean, ultimately, these, these two teams are not that far off because all you have to do is win 84 games and get into the postseason. And that's a major problem baseball has in some areas. In some, in some areas, it's better. That fan base is like the Arizona Diamondbacks don't have to beat the Dodgers over the course of 162 to believe they have a chance to win a championship because they're not good enough to beat the Dodgers over 162. They're not. They played well in this series. They're not some... It's a copycat league, right? It's a copycat world. That's all we hear. Do you think GMs around baseball are looking at the Arizona Diamondbacks today and going, how can we be more like them? Because I don't. I don't. We actually had this conversation about Philadelphia uh, on SNY, and Andy Martino was talking about how it's a bad way to build a roster with just sluggers, and people laughed at him. People laughed. Ha, <laughs> ha. Andy Martino, you jokester. What do you mean? Of course this is a great way to build a roster. You go out there and get hitter after hitter after hitter, and you pay all kinds of money, and then you can lose to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who had eighty-five, who had 84 wins and had a negative 15-run uh, differential, and who everybody thought would get beat by the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, who everybody thought for sure would get beat by the Dodgers, who everybody thought for sure, including Mad Dog Russo, who's now set to retire because of it. You cost us a legend! A radio icon. A man who can't pronounce my name. Chris Magadougal, who cares? That's right. I love that man. And now he's not going to be able to do his radio show anymore because the 84... When Diamondbacks suddenly figured out how to play baseball over the last two games against this Philadelphia team that seemed like they couldn't be stopped. Couldn't be stopped. And they're the exact way you build a roster for the postseason. And maybe, okay, only 90 wins in the regular season. And sure, the Braves, you know, won 185 games or however many they won. And they're the better team over the regular season, but come the postseason, they don't have Schwarber and Turner and Bryce Harper who can't be beaten the postseason. Still yet to have a World Series championship, by the way. But, sure, everybody wants to be careful if you want to be Philadelphia. Be careful if you want to be Arizona. Be careful, because there is no guaranteed way to win. Next year, the Arizona Diamondbacks might win 82 games, not make the playoffs. 
might get into the postseason and get swept by another team who plays completely different. We just it's it's a it's a crapshoot, ladies and gentlemen. Major League Baseball in the postseason has become a crapshoot. And I know a lot of you Yankee fans don't want to hear it because Brian Cashman says it, and he uses it too much. Be the first one to tell you. I'm allowed to call it a crapshoot. The Yankees can't call it a crapshoot after losing every year. Like, nobody wants to hear that crap. And it is crap. I'll be fair. That As much as it is a crapshoot, you got to figure out a way, year in and year out, to be, be better in that crapshoot than what they've done. And especially when you have a core of guys who don't hit in the postseason and you don't do anything to change it, it's not a crapshoot. The Arizona Diamondbacks aren't the same team they were last year. They weren't the same team they were two years ago when they lost 110 games. Both teams, both teams in the World Series lost 100 games two years ago. We're not only learning it's a crapshoot, but we're learning it's quick turnaround as well. Two years later, both teams, 100 with 110. The Arizona Diamondbacks lost 110 games two years ago. Here they are on the World Series with a young, feisty little core. And, uh, you know, a, a player who's going to win Rookie of the Year in Corbin who might, you know, get some MVP votes. And they've got a good back end of the bullpen. And they're going to give the Texas Rangers a run. You know why? Because that's baseball. That's baseball. I'm sure the Rangers are going to be favored in the series. You know why? Because they hit home runs. And they have power. And they've pitched well. And they beat the defending World Series champion Houston Astros four times in their building. Because that makes sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. But we do know is that both our teams do need to do a lot to get better. But they are not a world away. And they don't need a whole bunch of tweaking. And they don't have to go out there and buy every single free agent. Because you know what? What does that guarantee you? Guarantees you nothing. There's no doubt in my mind the Yankees, and let's focus on them for a second, because, again, we're, we're just getting underway with the Stearns era. We're going to find out what he does in this offseason. But the Yankees are the team right now. You're still waiting to hear from Hal. Everyone wants Hal to sell the team. Everybody wants Cashman to be fired. The Mets don't even have a manager right now. Everybody wants Boone to be fired. And the Yankees missed the playoffs for the first time since 2016 and had their worst season since 1992. So they can go out and trade for Juan Soto, as I just suggested. They could go out and sign Shohei Otani. They can go out and sign Bellinger. They can go out and do everything. Montgomery and Yamamoto from over in Japan. They could do everything you expect them to do, want them to do, pray that they do. And we could head into the season with every expectation of winning 110 games. And Hal spent a billion dollars. And he bought every single good free agent. And it's it's going to be a powerhouse. And they'll win the division. And they'll win 106, 107 games. And then they'll lose to the Detroit Tigers who won 85 games. Because Baez hit six home runs in the series when he hit 210 all year. That's how it works. 877-337-6666. We're also talking football because it is football season. And we do have a Giants-Jet game. And it is a very important game for both teams. And I'm looking forward to it. Giants' season is on the line Jets' identity is on the line. Gene in Far Walkaway. What's up, Gene? Yeah, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? 
Okay, I don't see where all these Giants fans are just coming out crazy. Like they, I don't even think they got a chance on Sunday. Oh, they certainly. They certainly. You know who the quarterback is for the Jets? Yeah, I understand well, that. They have a ch- the, every team they play has a chance. <laughs> but look, look what the I'm not Jets. Kidding. Good. But look what the Jets do to, did to Patrick Mahomes. They made him look good. <clears throat> look what they did to Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Now, imagine what they're going to do to Terod Taylor. I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose. They also, all, every one of those games, if Hurts doesn't throw that last interception, you probably lose that game because you don't have a quarterback that can drive the field. If, if, if you know, Allen, let's be fair, he did turn the ball over four times. Two of them were just gifts. Where he was throwing the ball up into double coverage. I have no idea what he's doing. Tyrod Taylor's yeah, not going uh, to make that throw. He's not going to attempt to make that throw. But it's not coincidental that, you know, these players is making all of them throws. I think it got something to do with their defense. Oh, of course I, I it expect does. The total, I expect the total route in, 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 in MetLife on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, the, I, the defense very well might, might stifle the Giants. The Giants' defense uh, offense has been stifled by almost everyone they play. This so, team averaged 5.5 points, 5.5 points a, a game at home. Yeah, and no, the Jets don't beat them. I, <laughs> I, I, I agree, but let me ask you a question. You say it's going to be a rout. Look what the Giants' yeah, defense I, has done as well. The Giants' defense was one play away from beating Buffalo and limited Josh Allen to a, a miserable game. He didn't have They didn't have the turnovers that they had against the Jets, but they didn't score any points really against the Giants and only uh, two touchdowns. And... They just played well against um, Washington and only gave up seven points. But so, I think personally, but I think how many Buffalo points do you think that really when you say over. when you say route? How many points do you think the Jets can put up? I think maybe between seventeen to twenty-three to three or something like that. That's what I really expected that life. Okay, Sunday. listen, if someone's going to win twenty-three to three, I agree with you. It's going to be the Jets. But uh, can I make one? Can I, can I make one other point? I know as well the the, the, the subject real quick. Uh, any subject you want. My favorite okay, subject okay. was history, social studies. Okay, so. you know, okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the Yankees real quick. Please, I'm not so I'm Wait, not too okay. down on Brian Cashman. You know, like how you said, like how you said, 2001. That was the worst Yankee thing to me. I was upset at that, but I didn't seen the Yankees win, so I'm a Jets. A Knicks Yankee fan, yeah. so the Yankees are my least worry. <laughs> I, I I I think I you've hit on me. you've hit on a point on why I feel the way I feel too. Like I, I uh, I'm with you on I'm not as down on Brian Cashman as many others are. I can't. I don't think you can argue no matter how much you like Brian Cashman. I don't think you can argue that he's done a bad job the last couple of years. I just don't think you can argue it. I mean, <laughs> go through all the moves; they they're bad. So I don't think you can argue Brian Cashman's done a bad job over the last few years. Uh, but ultimately, yeah. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Giants fan. Uh, I understand the Giants have won two championships in somewhat recent history in 07 and 11. But, I mean, they've been the worst team in football for six, seven, eight years now with one pop-up season last year. I mean, they, they lose all the time. Like, every Sunday I'm pissed off. Like, so, that's, it's Sunday fun day? I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. Like, over the last seven years, Sundays suck every single week. Every single week, Sundays suck. So, and the Knicks haven't been really relevant. This this might be the first year where you feel like you got a good team last year and a good team coming back in forever. Like, the Knicks have been fairly irrelevant for 20-plus years. Since 1999, you could argue they've been irrelevant. 
At, at no point were they ever a championship contender since 1999. So, yeah, when I start thinking about teams that I, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt of, the Yankees are at the top of my list. I give them benefit of the doubt because they win a lot. Doesn't mean they're infallible. Doesn't mean they've done a good job every year. But at the same time, like, geez, I mean, can we have some perspective on what other teams put us through compared to the Yankees? Mike in the Bronx, what's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on? I, I honestly, I'm I'm tired of these Jets fans. I, I get you it. Really, I, listen, Mike. Hold on for a second. You are getting a sense, man. The Jet fan calls. He's sick of the Giant fans. Giant fan calls. He's sick of the Jet fans. I love it. I love it. There is actually I'm, some animosity I'm, here. I love it. All right, so big, go ahead. Big Mac. Yeah. Big Mac, you're the man. I just want to tell you. I mean, I mean, I get it. They're a better team than us. I'm not saying they're not a better team than us. But you can't tell me right now that that there's no chance the Giants are going to beat them. I mean, they, they want to talk it's about ridiculous. us. I agree. Like, like, I agree. I agree with you. There, there's absolutely a chance. I don't think many Jet fans feel that way. There are probably some. And, again, they're favored in the game. I, I do think they're the better team, but is there a, is there a chance the Giants win? Of course, there's a very good chance the Giants Listen, win this game. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing a game. I have my cousin texting me. He's asking me if I want to bet. I said, "There's no chance I want to bet. The Jets are going to win twenty-one to three. He goes, "Yeah, cause you're right. You're right. Like, give me a break. I want to jump through my phone and punch him in the face. Are you kidding me? Like, like, let's go now." We got the Jets first versus the Giants. I don't care who's quarterback, and I want Daniel Jones quarterback. But don't tell me right now that the Giants don't have a chance. You like, like nobody, nobody can no, tell I, me. And don't, I don't, don't, don't walk around work like a loser. <laughs> yeah, don't walk around like a loser. No, I, I agree. Listen. And I don't care who the quarterback is either. I'll be fair. Like right now, I don't think it's too much of a difference. I want Daniel Jones to play. I do believe the ceiling is higher with Daniel Jones, and the offensive line's played better. It sounds like Andrew Thomas is going to play. Like I, I, I still want to see what and, this and team Barclay. looks like with Daniel Jones, and Barkley is obviously of in the course. lineup. Yeah. Of course, Daniel but Jones ultimately, is way than but ultimately, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Tyrod Taylor is a more than serviceable backup. He could be the best backup in the league, and there is no question then in my Zach mind. Wilson. There is no. He's yeah. I mean. Uh, well, now Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know if you consider Zach Wilson a backup. I mean, he was no doubt. Uh, is he that. better than Zach Wilson? Yeah, than, I mean, he's, he's Tyrod Taylor is better than, than Tyrod Taylor is better than Zach Wilson. I totally agree. Tyrod Taylor is better than without, Zach Wilson, without a doubt. And so, I mean, that's I'm, that's I'm the really thing. When you when you go game. to play a Zach Wilson led team, any the Jets, anytime they step on the field with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, they're subject to lose. I don't care who it is. Of that's, that's and and the same thing with the the Giants. Every they could lose to every team in the NFL. Any team because because we're, we're on demand, but that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm going to concede this game. No, I don't. I, of course I, not. I, I, I just I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people look at it like we're we're just going to lose because we're a top five bottom team in the league. It, 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 to right. me, to me, that's silly. Well, it, I mean, it, it's absolutely yeah. Silly. I mean, well, well, here's the thing: they they're de- right now the two strengths of the teams are their defenses, and the Jets' defense is better. So, I mean, when you look at it and you go, well, if it's going to be a defensive struggle, the Jets' defense is better. And the Giants' offense has been worse than even the Jets' offense. I mean, it's, they're the only team in the league yeah. that hasn't scored. They, they are. They've been worse than the Jets' that, offense. Now, the, the, the defense has scored some points for the Jets. Uh, well, and, and there is a pick six for the Giants as well. But, I mean, ultimately, 
the 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 Giants have not. They've won. They won the last game. They they scored fourteen points. They got shut you're, out. They got shut out in the second half. Like they have against Washington. They haven't been overly impressive. So I do you're, think you're all, and they haven't come anywhere near, anywhere near. Even last year, the the Giants haven't come anywhere near a, a victory. The quality of beating the Philadelphia right. Eagles. They just haven't come near it. That, yeah, that's true. The only thing that we can hang our hats on is the the second half versus the Arizona uh, Cardinals. That, yeah, that's all. And that's that's. Yeah, a, and, and, that's, and, and that's that, a piss. And, that, and that's a piss poor hook. I mean, there's just that's not much to hang on right there. I mean, that's that's. I, a, I agree. And like I said, the the Jets' victory last year is as good a victory as the Giants have had in the last ten years. Like, really? When I mean, when Colt McCoy went on the road and beat Seattle, that was a really great win. A surprising win, playing against a much better team on the road. Got absolutely nothing offensively. The defense made Russell Wilson look awful in that game, and they figured out a way to win. So maybe that game, but ultimately you knew that season was going nowhere anyway, so it didn't feel that way. The Jets beat the defending NFC champions who were undefeated to to stabilize their season at 3-3 three and three when their starting quarterback went down with an Achilles injury. That is as good a win. With Zach Wilson as their quarterback, that's what they did. That's as good a win as the Giants have had in forever. So if you want to point, like, what they did the last time they stepped on a football field was better than anything the Giants have done in 10 years. So, I mean, that, that do, we, do we not take that into account? That doesn't mean they can't follow it up with a bad performance. Of course they can. But ultimately, it just to me, if both teams play their best games, the Jets are better. If both teams play the best they can play, the Jets win the football game. But, again, they have Zach Wilson, who I don't believe in at all. I still think there's a very good chance that Zach Wilson cost them the game. And with this defense and the way they've been playing the last two weeks, they could make him, force him into a mistake or just absolutely limit what he does and turn him back into the quarterback he was against New England where he was afraid to throw the football. That Zach Wilson is not so far beyond, so far gone. I understand he's played better. I understand he led the team down the field with some back shoulder throws against Kansas City. I understand that he played decent against um, Denver, and I understand they won a game against Philadelphia. But he was driving to ice the game against Denver. He threw a pick, and they had a drive where they could have taken the lead, and he fumbled the snap against Kansas City. So he still hasn't done anything remotely close to win you a football game. All he's done is stop costing you games. But I'm sorry. Giants absolutely can beat the Jets. There's no doubt in my mind. They're, I think it's down to it – it opened at three. I think it's down to two and a half. This is a game – this game is up for grabs. But I think it's more disappointing for the Jets if they lose because now I don't know who they are and it's just season ending for the Giants. Giants are looking to trade Saquon Barkley if they lose this game. So if you like Saquon Barkley and you want to keep him on the Giants, they better win. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Fan 
6666. <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about um, in the car. I'm actually thinking about doing a segment, Thoughts from the Road, because I drive here. Uh, you know, it takes me like an hour and 20, even no traffic. I live far away. So I'm in the car a lot. And I have weird thoughts in the car. So I was thinking about doing a segment called um, Thoughts from the Road or something like that. And today I was thinking about, I'm listening to the radio broadcast of the Diamondback game in the car. And I'm thinking of the idea of like, you know, I, I should have known. I knew it. Like I was saying to myself, I knew Russo, the what the minute Russo guaranteed that they would win and all this stuff, like I just I had a weird feeling Texas did the same thing in that series. I should have bet. I should have bet the the Diamondbacks. I wish I could, you know, if I could only go back a few hours. And I was thinking like going back in time and uh, weird stuff. But like I always, I was thinking this again. I, it, this pops in my head a, a lot. And I'll ask you, Fleegs, real quick. Allow me to indulge myself with with nonsense for a little bit of two thirty four in the morning. I often think when you talk about going back in time and, you know, placing a bet or knowing what you know now and, you know, getting in on Amazon early or whatever you want to do, like to be rich and famous or whatever. But if you didn't know, if it was just to relive your life, like you didn't know what was coming, you couldn't make millions of dollars. It was just to go back and, and relive your life. Would you? And if so, how long, how far would you go back? Like, would you go back and re- just, like, to relive your life, start it over again, have more time? Like, maybe you do things differently. I don't know. But it's just, would you go back to, like, because my, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like, I would go back to, like, because now I have a six-year-old in my house. Like, he's got the best life ever. Like, he does, he, you know, he, he plays sports. He Homework is literally eight plus five. It's like, I would go back to being six in a second. I would def I would go back and redo it all and play all the little league sports and do all that and go through high school and everything. Like, I don't want to just go back to my twenties. Like that's like the I'd go back and relive my twenties. Nah. I want to be seven again. I'd take it all the way back. All the way back. I don't know if I want to go back that far. No, There's you too much like, you know, parental control still at those ages. That's fair. Like I don't know if I'd ever want to go back to an age before I was allowed to stay home alone. Like you know, having to like go on like those grocery <laughs> store trips all the time, the supermarket, Home Depot. Like I don't want to do that again. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Anytime so you, your parents had to do anything, you had to go with them, or you were stuck with a babysitter. I don't yeah, want that. I guess. I guess. So you would go like? Would you do it at all? Or you you good? You're a happy person? Or I don't know. You... I think uh, like I'm just... only in my early 30s, so like the idea of even going back to like. You know, middle school, high school, college is all no thanks. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would love, I love the college years. Would love to do them again, but I don't right. know if I need to relive all of life after that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, you know what? Though, in like ten years, I probably would say yes. Just bring me back to that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking about gaining life. You, you start to think like on my 40th well, birthday. Well, I mean, is approaching. I would, I would uh, gray sports almanac. You know, everything I could. Well, I mean, that's for sure. If you knew, like, that's easy, though. I I, I guess, like, if you knew everything, would you go back that young? Would Even you just if go I just back? knew a little, like, a li- like you know, I'm not trying to earn a billion dollars, but, you know, you're comfortable enough for life. Yeah, you do that. See, but it's, it's tough when you do that because then, like, when I play that game, these are all the things I think about. Like, if I play that game, like, I know, right? I know everything. I can make money gambling. I can make money investing in the right companies. But then... I don't want to be weird, but then, like, I don't have my kids because what are the odds me and my wife get? Like, my life would be different. I'd be living on the beach in the south of France 
eating oysters because I'm filthy rich. I, I wouldn't be at my, my buddy's wedding to meet my wife. Like I wouldn't, my kids wouldn't be the same. Like that's like, then I started thinking about that. I'm like, could I really do that? Could I go back? Could I wish that? Could I fantasize this right now at 1130 at night driving in? Can I fantasize about losing my kids? I can't, I can't do that. It's weird. See, like if I was in that spot, it would be a, you know, no way. Right. Um, but I'm trying to think like what's not to have a million ideas or bet on all the games What's one idea that I could just just get me one right. one idea to get rich and that's enough? Yeah, you were a fluke, you're a one hit wonder. Right. You got that one thing though, and you cashed out. Yeah, on Yeah, that's what I'm like. If you know, you can go back and like at the beginning of Amazon, buy into Amazon when it's like five dollars a share. Amazon, Apple, Google, right? Yeah, any right. Whatever, any of those. Buy a buy a Bitcoin when it came out for uh, it was less than a penny for a Bitcoin, which is an amazing story. That guy, I don't know how he lives with himself. Did you hear about the guy who was the first person ever to use Bitcoin? I have not, but I'm also thinking, what if I just went back to like two years ago right. and got it on the GameStop thing at the right time and then just knew yeah, just that. the day yeah. before no, went to sell? Yeah, no, listen, there's always, it could be anything. That's just, that could just be the one thing. Right. I only I mean, have to go back went, a couple if years. Went, if you went back three weeks ago and just... And just bet the Diamondbacks. Just bet everything, like cashed out, took out a personal loan, did everything you could to put every ounce of money you possibly could on the Diamondbacks to win a series... Hell, if you can go back to next Sunday and parlay every can I go back every to money line game, game six, right? What's that? Can I just go back yeah, to right, before game, game six, six with the D backs? Before game six, or just go back to Sunday and parlay every game. You know exactly what happens. Exactly. I mean, right? I would I would, I would parlay I would play I would parlay Baltimore minus twenty one points. Like I would, you know, I would, the Patriots money right, line. Patriots money line. I, I only need a week to get rich. That's all you need. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I can't go back that far because then I don't meet my wife and I don't have my kids. Yeah, and again, These I don't want to be like, you know, billions and billions of dollars. People know who you are, Rich. I want to be a couple million. I'm comfortable. Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. Yeah, but if you start pulling, I mean, I guess if you if you win all your money through like crazy gambling bets, then you might become like Biff Tanner. And like, I know a, that's that's why I think now that you brought it to my mind, yeah. the GameStop thing would have been the right thing. Yeah. You tail the guy. Yeah. You just decide to sell one day. Yep. And you're one of a couple thousand people. Yeah. Do you remember? That was a crazy time when that was happening. And then, like, all of a sudden, the next one was going to be, like, AMC movie theaters. Do you remember that? Like, we were all discussing what was going to be the next one. AMC is up, like, $117 a share. It's going to be, make sure you buy AMC. That was that was Monzo. Mon, Monzo was the guy always in my ear about the uh, the stock market. 877-337-6666. Sorry for that brief interlude into a dangerous mind, but that's what I was thinking now about. Now I'm going to be thinking about that the rest of this show and on the way yeah. home. Like, I'm a big butterfly effect guy. Like, the thought of going oh. back and changing the wrong thing. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. There's a book called Replay that I read uh, when I was in college that always makes me think that I think of, like, it's about this guy who had a heart attack at, like, 52 or something like that. And the minute he had the heart attack, he wakes up and he's... Seven, 18 years old, and it's like one of the first days of college. He wakes up in his college dorm room, and he just keeps replaying his life, and he has that heart attack like a few months earlier every time. And he replays it like 20 times, and all the different things that he has and all the different um, permeations of life and different marriages and different kids and different, like, all these things until um, – until finally, oh, I'm sorry, no, he keeps waking up later. Excuse me, I apologize. He dies the same day. But every time he goes back, he wakes up like a, a few months or a few years later. So he has the shorter until ultimately he just wakes up five minutes before the heart attack. Anyway, 
it was a good book, and it makes you think about how. What would you do? Like after you've made the millions, then he, like by his fifteenth life, he doesn't care about being rich anymore. He's done that over and over. Well, again. also, I have to ask now because you have me curious about it. Each time he wakes up, is he back in the original timeline or whatever changes he made the no, last no, time? No, no, the original stick? timeline, his original life. Yeah, that's a good question. That's very um, flux that's capacitor. A big that's a flux capacitor question right there. Angel in Jersey City. What's up, Angel? Hello? You don't want to Hello? tell me? Hello? Have you got a thought about it going into the past or no? Uh, no, I was just calling about the Jets. <laughs> sure. It seems like a reasonable thing to do. It's a sports talk show. So, sure, please, by all means, what do you want to talk about with the Jets? We're going to bury the Giants on Sunday. Oh, that baby. You, you, I'm telling you right now, don't turn me into this guy. I want to like the Jets. I want to be okay with it. But stop being not, stop being nonsensical. You're not going to wipe the floor with the Giants. You're not good enough. We are. We are. Your offense is not good enough. Your quarterback is not good enough. You might. You might. You might. You might have control of the game for most of the game, if not all the game. But you ain't blowing out nobody. Are uh, you listening to the radio? Come on now. You're going to call up and trash talk me and not understand. You have to have your radio down. Chris in Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Me to Jeff and just screw up a radio call. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. First, first he's not there. Then I finally I go to him and he says, uh, you know, oh, Jets are gonna wipe the floor with the Giants. Yeah. And then he and then he turns up his radio so we can hear him say, oh, the Jets are gonna wipe the floor with the Giants. Amazing. It's like okay, it's like yeah, great, great point, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> C Mac, yes. I've had the best night so far, and I'm gonna have a better night tomorrow. But let me start with tonight. Yes. So. So far, I'm nine for nine in my twenty game parlay. I mixed it up with NBA, NHL, and college football. I really? took the Liberty. Yeah, I took Liberty tonight. I took Denver plus five and a half, and I took about seven hockey games. I did a couple money line, couple. Uh, I did the alternatives. Um, All right. So wait a second. All right. Okay. All right. So here, I, because that it'll just go in one ear at the other. Let me let's just get the specifics. Well, I don't want to take up too much well, time. No, 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 no. By all means, no. I'm just saying. But going game by game, I'll forget what game you said. It's not important. I just want to know the numbers. So, like, you are playing. You are currently nine games into a 22 game parlay. Is that what you said? 20, 20 game. A 20 game. Yeah. And, and when? And so that obviously bleeds into tomorrow. I don't there unless you're playing some yeah. sort oh, well, of I'm doing, sports uh, like across the, first, the country. The first slate of college football games. Oh, into Saturday. Yeah. So okay. I got tomorrow. I got one game. It's um. Jack, Jack State against... Uh, so now, yeah. all right, so you're nine games yeah. into a 20-game parlay, and when's the last game? What's the last game you have? Um, I, I got to look again. It's, all right. it's, it's a it's a 3.30 game on Saturday. Okay, so it's, it's, it's strictly... So no NFL it's games. Minus <laughs> okay. So yeah, but, is there a is there a, uh, an opt-out option, or a cash-out opt-in yet? Or yeah, no? I cash out right now, but I it, I put 11 bucks into it. It's a boosted parlay. I put 11 bucks into it. I right. cash out right now and, and, and get 89 back. Okay, but if, but if I keep it going, yeah. and don't let me don't let me cash out because all the, the ones that were locked I already won. So it lets you ca- it let you like I had Vegas tonight um, on the money line. It let me cash out all the way up until like almost the end of the game yeah. before they before they tied the game. But as the game gets farther, or if they're losing, yeah. the cash out goes gets well, a little sure. lower. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, no, I, uh, I I'm here to tell you for for eighty, you put eleven bucks in to win. What's what's the uh, possible out? Eleven seventy one. Eleven seventy one. Eleven thousand seventy one hundred. No one one thousand one seventy one. Oh, if if you hit all twenty, that's it. Yeah. 
Dude, it's that's I love it. <laughs> I haven't won yet, but I mean, I do it every every Saturday. I do for college football. I put yeah, twenty. But, I mean, in. so you're picking nothing but like favorites to win on the money line. Yeah, I do favorites. I some, okay. sometimes I do the over under. Sometimes I do a spread if it's if it's worth it. Right. I, I hate doing spreads because I I lose. You know, I shoot. Heck, I can't even win on money lines. But I took Colorado when they got they they had that comeback. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah Stanford. I, I understand. I'm, so, I'm just saying, for, to, no, no matter what you're picking, to to be correct on twenty games seems implausible. So I would rather take my chances I, to win like a lot of money, yeah. not that not and trust right. me, not not to scoff at a thousand dollars. I would like it. if you have a thousand dollars to give me, I'll take it. Well, you want to? Like, I I hit nineteen out of twenty a couple uh, about a month ago, right? And you, and wanna, you lose. Well, guess, like guess, that's guess, my guess, point. Nineteen out of twenty well, guess, sounds amazing. Wow, you're a genius. But, you lost. But, but guess the game I lost. It was Minnesota against Northwestern. They were up thirty to ten going to yeah. the fourth quarter and lost overtime. Yeah, that I, was well, the game. I, I would have won thirty hundred bucks. I saw. I saw one. I think Barstool put it up that this guy had this crazy parlay. Uh, I forget what it was. Um, it was like all kinds of crazy parlays. He put like five dollars down, and it was to win almost a million dollars. It was like nine hundred thousand dollars. He had this wow. like he had like this fifty for five bucks. He had this like twenty twenty game parlay, and it was like specific too. It was like to some games, it was like exact score. It was like crazy. He took things that were crazy odds, and he fell yeah. one game short. He oh, was, he was one game short, and wait until I tell you what it was. He's one game short from winning a bi- for almost a million dollars, and the one game was the Yankee game against the Marlins in August, where they were winning five nothing going to the ninth inning. Oh, they were up five. Oh they no! Were up five, they were up five oh, runs no. in the ninth inning, and the Marlins come back to beat the to beat the Yankees. All he needed was the Yankees to win that game, and he would have won nine hundred thousand dollars. Now the only I- saving grace is. It wasn't the last game of his parlay. So I, I believe he had, it's not like that was like he was hung up on that. Like he ended up being right on all the others. But yeah. it, like he knew he was dead. Like it wasn't like he, he was just watching that Yankee game and all he needs is that Yankee game. It was one of several he had later games, but he ended up, that was the only game he ended up being wrong on. That's amazing. Oh, man. That would, that would that, drive that's me. That's the way I lose. That's crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you're going to take a chance to build a 20 game parlay, I love it. Don't I? I do things like that too. I'll pick every. I'll pick every game on the NFL slate and put five bucks on it and try and have hey, some better fun. Than, better than doing better doing the 50 scratch offs or in the lottery. Well, that's, I mean, that's, you get to see what's going on. That's absolutely true. Although I have to admit, for whatever reason, the five grand for life ten dollars scratch off intrigues me every time I see it at a deli. <laughs> twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred bucks a week for life. Like even if you get. Fifteen hundred. Well, say you get a grand for life, right? Say the taxes yeah. it comes out to a grand a week, a thousand dollars a week for life. Like I, I don't even need. I don't need you know one hundred and sixty billion dollars. Like you, you give me a thousand dollars a week. You just work like two shows a week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's that's Paul's salary. Um. Now today or tonight. I'm going to my first NBA game. Nick Celtics. I am so nice. pumped. I'm I'm a diehard fan, and I'll be waiting for the season. Um. When um. Uh, listen, I'm drawing um, Paul up. Jeez, what the heck is his name? I can't think of it. Uh, he fills in sometimes. He fills uh, in for, for me? No, uh, or, just the overnight. Um, yeah, uh, he, Paul? Was not that Paul. Uh, Hoffman? Uh, uh, no. EJ Stewart? He wears glasses. Um, he's he's a Cubs fan. What the heck is his name? He's a, he's I'm drawing a, a brain fart. I know his name by heart. It's just, I'm just drawing a brain fart. Oh, he, he uh, likes Pat Boyle? Pat Boyle. Okay. Jeez, I, can, I, I hate that. You have a That's whole okay. Um I, I get that all so, the time. I was doing a show like three weeks ago, and I could not remember <laughs> it. My, Miguel Andujar's name well, to save my life. 
well, t- tonight's game has some significance to me because I was at the Marlins, or I'm sorry, the Nationals Mets uh, game in, in Washington, uh, game six, which was also my birthday when the Knicks lost. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I, I didn't even care when the Mets won that game. Um, it, it helped a little bit, but for the first time in a long time, and definitely from the, from, for the Knicks, I actually had tears coming up out of my, out of my eyes because mm-hmm. I was so invested in this team. It just, it was just, a, it was a different feeling. Right. I haven't had tears since I was probably 12 years old yeah. when the Knicks lost to, lost to the Rockets in the championship. Yeah. So no, it's, this uh, season that's a, means a lot to me. I, I'm with you, man. I, I agree with you. It's, it's, there's been, it's kind of been emotionless with the, the you've been, it's been beaten out of you. I honestly, the last time I cried for the Knicks, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I've told the story. I was coming home from a um, like an all-star or travel team baseball game I was playing in, and I was being driven home by my buddy Gaspar's father. And we were in the car. Gaspar's dad's driving me home. And I remember trying to get in as fast as I could, as fast as I could. I knew the game was on. Uh, we were listening to it on the radio. I walk in my door, and as soon as I turn my TV on, I see Patrick Ewan miss that finger roll. And yeah. I I cried. I was, I mean, the Knicks were right there with the Yankees as my favorite team. I love the Knicks. And then it just felt like suddenly I woke up one day and didn't have that anywhere near passion for them that I had after years of just being irrelevant. It just, it left me and now it's starting to come back. And there's, there is something to the idea of loving a team and, and at least the team giving you a, a, a reason to cry. Like I, I agree with you. Like it's, it's, it's good now that we're back to being pissed off at the Knicks because for a long yeah. time we were just, you know, emotionless. Well, like I said, I got a good vibe tonight, and I forgot to mention because the Phillies lost. But I'm, that's how pathetic it is as a Mets fan. It, it makes oh. me feel better when the Phillies lose. Of so course. everything was great tonight. So I want to go to that game tomorrow or tonight. I don't want them to get blown out. If they lose, okay, I can get it to one yeah. game. But don't, don't, don't make my first game. Right? How about they, leave they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they get blown out, and Porzingis puts up forty. That'll be oh god. That'll be a rough, that'll be a rough night. <laughs> All right, thanks, Chris. Thank you for the call. Yeah, listen, I, I I don't know. I don't put too much into this. I was talking about their schedule. They do have a they have a tough uh, part of the schedule. The first ten games are bookended by um, Boston, right? So the season starts home against Boston. Then they go to Atlanta. Then they play three games in a row on the road: Atlanta, New Orleans, Cleveland. Follow that that Cleveland game with a home and home back to back against Cleveland. Then they go to Milwaukee, then they're home against the Clippers, the Spurs, the Hornets, and then Boston again. So that's, I mean, that stretch right there, uh, Boston, Atlanta, at New Orleans, Boston, at Atlanta, at New Orleans, at Cleveland, home against Cleveland, at Milwaukee. That's a tough stretch right there. That's one, two, three, four home games out of five. I mean, excuse me, four road games out of five. And you're playing Cleveland, Cleveland, Milwaukee. So, I mean, that's not an easy little road there. It does get easier with L.A., San Antonio, and Charlotte all at home before you get on the road at Boston. But you don't want to get off to too bad a start. A couple years ago, they got off to that bad start, and that was they never recovered. Al in Queens, what's up, Al? Yeah, hi. Um, you were talking about the bad uh, losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a retired teacher. Okay. And before I started teaching in 1989, sub 89 was the first day I taught. They had a lottery for the first time. It reached $42 million in New York. Okay. And I played my number. I played numbers. Yeah, I just picked some random. 
I played eight, twenty-eight, thirty-eight, forty-eight. Uh, you remember 21. the numbers? This this isn't a story that sticks with yeah, you at all, yeah, is that, it? Well, 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 my mom was born in 1935, and my sister's birthday was December 18th. But because I played 8, 28, 30, and 48, what are the odds that the other 8 would come up? Right. So I played 35. 18 came up. So, so many people got um, the, the numbers correct. There were 12 winners. I would have been the 13th winner. I would have gotten $3.2 million. And I started teaching... Two days later, mm-hmm. and my, for my career. Yeah. So uh, I always thought, you know. Sure. Now, what, 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 what lot was this? That, what what lottery game was this? This wasn't uh, just. Uh, it was lotto. Yeah, it was, just it the was lotto. lotto. Yeah, yeah, it was a free, It was the only game that they had at the time in New York, and for the first time, it reached forty-two million dollars. And twelve people and hit so those exact numbers. Played. That's weird. Twelve people hit the numbers. Wow. And because so many people hit the numbers. And so many people had one less number. Yeah. Usually, when you have a yeah, lot did, of numbers, I was going to say, one, did you get anything? Well, usually you get a few thousand dollars. Yeah. But because so many people got five out of six, I got five hundred dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that a person that was working with me, I had temp jobs. So a temp job worker with me at the time, her husband also got five out of six, but had a different number. Right. That I had. And he had 18 that I didn't have, yeah. so he also got $500.50. Interesting. And that was the most frustrating thing. Oh, now, sure. I still told my students, I told my students when I told, told the story, I said I, I would still teach because at the time you didn't have a choice of getting uh, one lump sum. You had to get it over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I would have gotten $50,000 for 20 years. Right, right. And, you know, I still, I still would have taught. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it would have fifty thousand dollars extra for twenty sure. years. Sure, your summers would have been a lot different, uh, no doubt about it. Al. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, no, that's I, I can see that's frustrating. I can see that's frustrating. You got to talk to my wife about the number. She's the roulette player. We're actually going. To, I'm going to Vegas. Um, in a few weeks now. It's coming up soon, November 9th, I'll be in Vegas. Celebrate my 40th birthday and my sister-in-law's 40th birthday. We're all going out there. Should be should be fun. We'll play the numbers. I'll let you know how, you know, I got beat with a bad hand in blackjack. That happens every time I go.